Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. The CBS Evening News, coming up next. Today's CBS Evening News podcast is sponsored by Oral-B Electric Toothbrushes. Oral-B's dentist-inspired brush head is designed to surround each tooth for a better clean than a manual brush. For a limited time only, use code CBSNews10 to receive 10% off your purchase at Oral-B.com. The nightmare after Christmas on what's billed as the worst day for driving over the holidays. A blinding snowstorm shuts down major interstates in Southern California. We'll tell you where the dangerous weather is headed next. President Trump resumes his attacks against impeachment as a Republican senator questions her party's impeachment trial strategy. We have to take that step back from being hand in glove with the defense. New tonight, what CBS News has learned about those pardons issued by Kentucky's former governor, pardons that sparked outrage in the bluegrass state. Hundreds of homeless people are sent into the cold when a fire destroys their shelter. Then, a wave of overwhelming generosity. I've lived in Minnesota a long time, and I've never seen anything like this. Eye on Earth, we visit an underwater research lab where scientists, for weeks at a time, Get an up-close look at how climate change is altering life on the ocean floor. Buried Alive, the frantic search for survivors after an avalanche hits a Swiss ski resort. And former prisoners change their lives by taking the stage and writing their own second act. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital. 
Good evening, everyone. Nora is off tonight. I'm Major Garrett. We begin with post-holiday headaches for millions of travelers, especially those on the road. According to a prediction from AAA today, the day after Christmas would be the worst day to drive during the holidays. And for many, it's living up to its billing. A powerful snowstorm shut down two of the nation's busiest interstates today in, of all places, Southern California. That left cars and trucks stranded for hours. Elsewhere, there's been heavy rain, Thick fog and ice. That messy mix is expected to push all the way to New England over the next few days. We'll get to the forecast in a moment. But first, Jamie Ucas leads us off with tough sledding, California style. In the mountains north of Los Angeles, near whiteout conditions. Interstate 5, the main link between northern and southern California, was shut down, stranding thousands of motorists in the mountain passes. Nothing we can do. Nothing. The powerful winter storm dumped heavy rain, nearly three and a half inches in parts of Los Angeles. When we left and it started sprinkling and the next thing you know, just, just dumping. And it's, it's pretty bad out there. Trees were uprooted in several neighborhoods. The storm has also caused numerous flight delays, leaving long lines in Seattle and most West Coast airports. As millions also hit the highways, headed back home the day after Christmas. The severe weather is now slowly moving east. Nearly a foot of snow fell in Flagstaff, Arizona, and along much of the rim of the Grand Canyon. But it's good news for skiers. The fresh blanket has meant a very white day after Christmas, and in Los Angeles, a rare wintry postcard. It hit 60 degrees in Chicago today. That's 10 degrees warmer than here in Los Angeles. And it's the end of December. Most West Coast cities are 15 degrees below normal at this point. And major, it hit a low of 6 degrees in Flagstaff, Arizona. Jamie Ucas, thanks so much. Jeff Berardelli is tracking where the storm is headed next from the CBS Broadcast Center in New York. Jeff? Good evening, Major, and good evening, everybody. So this storm is going to traverse the whole country from coast to coast, and it's going to cause major headaches for the travelers over the next several days. You can see the storm slamming into the West Coast with a lot of cold air, a lot of snow, and a lot of rain. Now it's going to be moving into the desert southwest. We have a very strong jet stream coming out of the Pacific. Watch it reorient itself over the next 24 hours, meaning that it'll be going from north to south, pulling all that warm air north, colliding with the cold air. We're expecting strong thunderstorms, a lot of heavy rain, and also a lot of heavy snow. And look at how warm the temperatures are in the east. Record setting for some locations. 68 Dallas, 75 Jacksonville, uh, Jackson, and 68 in Nashville. Here's a look at the hour-by-hour forecast. So here we are tomorrow. Watch out for thunderstorms emerging into the Plain States while snow develops in places like Denver. It's going to be tough travel there all the way up through the northern Plain States. But the heaviest snow will miss Minneapolis. There'll be a little bit of a mix there. It's mainly rain from Minneapolis down to Chicago and Indianapolis. Here we are on Sunday afternoon. And that will move into the East Coast, New York, Boston, and D.C. Later Sunday and Sunday night. So it's going to be tough travel for the next few days at least. Jeff Baradelli with the active and colorful national weather map. Thanks so much. After a brief Christmas pause, President Trump has resumed lashing out against impeachment on Twitter, of course. Mr. Trump targeted House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, writing that she, quote, has no leverage over the Senate. The president was, of course, referring to the Senate's impeachment trial now in limbo as lawmakers debate what it will look like. And as Chip Reid reports, Pelosi and the Democrats may, may have found an unexpected ally in the president's own party.
When I heard that, I was disturbed. Republican Senator Lisa Murkowski of Alaska is not pleased by her party's leader, Mitch McConnell, and his plans for the impeachment trial of President Trump. I'm going to coordinate with the president's lawyers, so there won't be any difference between us on how to do this. In an interview in Alaska this week, Murkowski signaled a possible crack in the party's unified front. We have to take that step back from being hand in glove with the defense. Senators are the equivalent of jurors in an impeachment trial, and to Murkowski, that means keeping an open mind. For me to prejudge and say there's nothing there, or on the other hand, he should be impeached yesterday, that's wrong. Murkowski, a moderate, does not always walk in lockstep with Republicans. For example, instead of voting yes on Justice Brett Kavanaugh's confirmation, she voted present. Louisiana Republican Senator John Kennedy today told us how he thinks the Senate would like to proceed. Nine out of ten senators secretly don't want to hear this case, and the tenth is lying. Now, there are, many of them are not going to say that publicly, but that's how they feel. Chip, so far Murkowski is the only Senate Republican expressing concerns. Might others join her? Well, we reached out to some Republicans who have bucked the party in the past, including Susan Collins of Maine and Mitt Romney of Utah. They did not get back to us. But keep one thing in mind, that even if some Republicans join the Democrats in voting in favor of witnesses at the trial, that does not mean that they will ultimately vote in favor of removing the president from office. That would take a two-thirds vote of the Senate, and at this point, that appears to be extremely unlikely. Major? Unlikely indeed. Chip Reed, thanks so much. Tonight, CBS News has learned that the FBI is looking into a wave of heavily criticized pardons issued by former Kentucky Republican Governor Matt Bevin, issued as he left office earlier this month. Among those pardoned, a man who served less than two years for the rape of a nine-year-old girl. Bevin said there was no physical evidence of an assault, but the prosecutor called the governor's decision shocking. We have an update tonight on a deadly stabbing that has shaken New York City. Law enforcement sources tell us a 14-year-old boy wanted for questioning in the killing of Barnard College student Tessa Majors was interviewed by police today and then released pending further investigation. Majors was attacked more than two weeks ago as she walked through a park near the school. Another teen, a 13-year-old boy, is already facing robbery charges connected to that murder. In Minneapolis tonight, investigators are trying to figure out what caused a fire that sent hundreds of homeless people into the cold on Christmas morning. That holiday disaster was followed by overwhelming generosity. Kate Raditz of our station WCCO has the story. At this Hennepin County church turned temporary housing, Tabitha Mercer's family is counting their blessings. We have nothing. You know, I mean, but I have my family and I'm so great. Mercer and hundreds of others were displaced by an early morning Christmas fire that engulfed Minneapolis's Drake Hotel. It spread quickly from the second floor. We got to smell the smoke, we got to hear people screaming, and looked out, it was just filled with smoke. Officials say that 250 people were staying at the hotel. Many of them, already homeless, lost all they had. We literally just started over again and then lost everything all over again. The county sent out an urgent call for assistance. Hundreds responded, showing up with diapers, blankets, clothes, shoes, and other supplies. They gave so much that some of it had to be turned away. Minneapolis is awesome. 
sorry, it's kind of emotional. An overpowering and overwhelming show of support for the less fortunate. It let me know that there's people that still really care about us here. County shelter teams are working around the clock in an effort to help these families find somewhere to stay as they believe that the Drake Hotel is a loss. Officials say that this fire could not have come at a worse time as the city's shelter space is already at capacity. Major? Kate Raditz, thanks so much. This holiday shopping season left many retailers seeing green. Overall sales increased by nearly 3.5% over last year. Online shopping jumped by almost 19% to a new record high. It's worth noting online sales now make up nearly 15% of all holiday spending. Caught on camera today, a terrifying avalanche in the Swiss Alps. It happened at a busy ski resort, burying, burying at least six people on the slopes. After a search, we're happy to say all were recovered. Two people were airlifted to hospitals. Their injuries were not life-threatening. In the Philippines tonight, the death toll is rising from a devastating typhoon. It struck on Christmas Eve, killing at least 20 people. Thousands were displaced, and Ian Lee has our update. Typhoon Panthon smashed into the Philippines, bringing high winds that topped nearly 120 miles per hour, along with heavy rains and panic. The storm grinded on the island for over 24 hours, toppling trees and destroying homes. Morning revealed the extent of the devastation. Livelihoods lost, towns flooded, and people missing. Thousands tonight are homeless and in need of Christmas charity. Food, blankets, toiletries, those are important, this official says. Whatever items that can be useful and helpful to us, that's what we're appealing for. Pan Thon followed the same path as Typhoon Haiyan back in 2013, which left more than 7,000 people dead and missing and more than 4 million people displaced. In terms of damage to property, to houses, to livelihood, and to critical community facilities, we're really looking at a picture that, that's similar to Hayat. But this time, it was a miracle. More lives weren't lost. Ian Lee, CBS News, London. Now let's take a deep dive. Where? Off the Florida Keys. In tonight's Eye on Earth, Mark Phillips takes us to an underwater research lab where scientists are studying the effects of climate change. About five miles off Isla Morata in the Florida Keys, some groundbreaking climate science work is being done on the ground that lies beneath the ocean. There's only one way to get to the undersea lab, straight down, about 50 feet. The Aquarius Reef Base, run by Florida International University, has only recently been brought back into service after being badly damaged by Hurricane Irma two years ago. Entry is via the aptly named wet porch. Welcome to Aquarius. An office with all the comforts of home and jammed full of electronic equipment that can distort TV pictures, but which allows scientists like Jim Forgwin to work down here, sometimes for weeks at a time. A lot of attention is paid to make sure that oxygen concentrations are correct and the CO2 is at the right level. You can forget you're 50-odd feet below the surface you, down here. You really can. If you don't look out the window. The point of being down here is that actually living on the sea floor means scientists can do more than just take the relatively short dives that are possible from the surface. 
they become, says marine ecologist Mike Heithouse, sea creatures themselves. Do you be the ocean down here? Well, you really can be the ocean, so you get a sense of change that you don't with just instruments in the water or just little tiny dives. So you need these observatories like Aquarius to keep an eye on what the reefs are doing and figure out the solutions. Solutions to a new problem they've discovered. Hurricane Irma also did major damage to the seagrass beds that grow along the coast. And seagrass underwater does what forests do on land. It absorbs carbon dioxide, one of the greenhouse gases causing the world to heat up. We're losing seagrasses faster than we're losing tropical Why? forests. Why? Why are we losing them? Well, seagrasses like to live where people live, and people are not good for clear water. More and more, the world's oceans and what they mean for greenhouse gases and so for global warming is becoming a crucial part of climate science. And that study is made a whole lot easier if you can live down here. The scientists have discovered that the seagrass isn't growing back as it should because there are too many turtles eating it. And there are too many turtles because there are too few sharks. Turtles are, are watching what's going on around them, and if their buddy gets eaten, they're not going to do what their buddy was doing. So just having sharks in the area, what you're saying, uh, controls the number of turtles that are eating the seagrass. Absolutely. And that's the kind of thing you only learn being part of the undersea world, not just visiting it from above. Mark Phillips, CBS News, on the Aquarius Reef Base. A newborn baby is receiving a great deal of attention at a zoo in Lansing, Michigan. On Christmas Eve, this adorable black rhino entered the world. Conservationists are delighted. Black rhinos are critically endangered. For those of you who are curious, it's a boy who won't be ready to greet his fans face-to-face until next spring. To France now, where a painting that hung for decades in a woman's kitchen is at the center of a dispute. The painting, called The Mocking of Christ by a 13th century artist, recently sold at auction for a jaw-dropping $27 million. But the French government has blocked the painting from being exported to its American buyers, calling it a national treasure. The French government now has to buy the painting for itself. On the other side of the globe today, the last solar eclipse of this decade ignited a spectacular phenomenon known as the Ring of Fire. It was seen in parts of Asia, Africa, and Australia. A new moon, visually smaller than usual, passed in front of the sun, leaving the burning ring of light. The next total solar eclipse here in the U.S. won't be until April 2024. About 650,000 inmates are released from U.S. prisons each year. Question, what can be done to help them make the most of their rediscovered freedom? At the South Bend Civic Theater in Indiana, we found even the most hardened ex-prisoners are being taught to write their own second act. Dean Reynolds paid a visit. I mean, think about it. In this South Bend, Indiana theater, an unlikely transition is taking place. We're talking about a child born with no heart. From the jail cell... I managed to keep mine. ...to center stage and possibly to a second chance. See, most of the friends I grew up with sold their souls to the devil. It's here a group of current and former convicts tell their stories in the play Heartless, which features Jamarcus Fields. How long were you in? 26 years. And it was for what? For a murder. I understand I committed a crime I had to do the time. All I'm saying is we still human. 
That fact don't change once we get incarcerated. Fields finished his sentence in October at what's called a reentry center, which tries to reintroduce convicts to society. His fellow actors will end their decades behind bars in the coming months. Explain to me how a guy in the joint gets involved in this sort of thing. As I begin to get closer and I begin to see the finish line, then it's like, okay, how am I going to reintroduce myself to society, to the community? Because for the last 26 years, this is what they've known me as. But that's not who I am. Having no heart. Fellow convict turned actor John Applegate. It makes doing time real easy. The pain that I've caused, that's going to haunt me till the day I die. This is a heartless human being. Antron Crockett wrote the play in prison. Is it amazing to you to see it come to life? It really is. It's a surreal feeling. This is the type of work that I've been wanting to do. What does it mean? Hope. Hope Hope for me. Hope for others, yeah. 18-year-old Harrison Hayden was in the audience and got the message. I think it's two times more powerful because they went through what they went through and they're able to do something like this to, like, share their story. Because their story is bigger than a play, bigger than a stage. It's about life and death and choices. Dean Reynolds, CBS News, South Bend, Indiana. Reintroducing themselves and finding their voice. On tomorrow's CBS Evening News, Steve Hartman's on the road with a huge surprise for a bus driver who makes the ride to school the very best part of the day. And that's tonight's CBS Evening News. For Nora O'Donnell, I'm Major Garrett in Washington. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Hi, this is Jill Schlesinger, CBS News business analyst, certified financial planner, and host of the Money Watch podcast. This is the show where your money is not scary and it's not boring. It is a show that's all about you. It's your questions that make it possible for me to provide unconventional and entertaining insights on your money and maybe more importantly, on your life. I'm going to be your financial coach, someone who brings common sense and an insider's perspective on how to manage your money and your emotions. And I promise we are going to have a little bit of fun along the way. Have a question from retirement to career changes to college funding? Just send us an email at askjill at jillonmoney.com. Follow Money Watch wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen ad-free on the Amazon Music or Wondery app.